Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blair White Project podcast. So today, super exciting podcast. We have a lot of stuff I want to get into, a lot of highly requested topics. We have Jeffree Star sounding kind of based, making some proclamations on pronouns and woke culture that has people on the internet aflame, ablaze. We have some Andrew Tate news. Gonna make some people mad with my take on the Andrew Tate case. So new evidence has come, new evidence has come forth, and we have to talk about it. We have the corporate press finally admitting they got COVID wrong. Really, they should be admitting they lied during the entirety of COVID and after COVID, but it's a start. And reacting to woke TikToks, the normal. Let's get into it. Jeffrey Star, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna sound annoying even needing to preface this with like obviously I have had beef with Jeffree Star one of my most viewed videos on my main channel is you know a tiff I had with Jeffree Star so to call myself a Jeffree Star fan is like calling me like I don't know something opposite of what I am because I'm not I don't like Jeffree Star however that doesn't change the truth of what he's saying that does not make what he's saying incorrect and honestly I'm an annoying hoe for even stating that I don't like him before stating this because I'm much more concerned with truth. I'm much more concerned with who's willing to fight, you know, lies that are being mainstreamed right now than I am who I like and who I don't. So don't care. Uh, Jeffree Star trashes pronoun culture saying they and them is made up. So the Wokies are after him. Welcome to the club, Jeffree. Um, you also got a pink gun after me. That was interesting. Um, I'm not going to say in the blueprint, but... Let's just watch the video. I'm not into all the other bullshit. I think. What other bullshit? The they and them. Yeah. And all that extra shit that we added during the pandemic because everyone mm. was so bored on their fucking houses. They just started to make up more shit and more, more shit. More stuff, more stuff. Yeah. That's where the conservatives like me because I'm just real. Yeah, you There's do no, have a conservative you're not vibe they to you. And them. You're trans, you're male or you're female. And you're standing and on that. Get so mad when I say that. How are you a they? What the fuck does that mean? It's stupid is what it is. Yeah. But you need someone like me that looks like me to say it. Because if you say it, it turns into you're homophobic. You hate trans people. You hate gays. And it's just how you feel. You don't hate anyone. You just think it's stupid. So <laughs> it is stupid. It is stupid. And I really like what Adam22 tweeted. Shout out to Adam22 of the No Jumper podcast. I was on that podcast recently and Adam's a friend. He tweeted the clip and he said, you can support trans people while still supporting this. And that's absolutely true. What the fuck does they, them, zzer, it in itself, bug and bugs up? What does any of that have to do with being trans? Literally nothing. And the fact that we have let people skate by for so long pretending as if that somehow has anything to do with trans is ridiculous. So what Jeffrey said, you're either trans, you're male, or you're female is absolutely true. And why do we know it's true? Because it works in real life. Mostly, <laughs> right? Like, I can't imagine if I really walked through this life narcissistic enough to ask people to refer to me as an inanimate object, 
as multiple people, they, them, like you're sounding like you have multiple personalities. Really. But guess what there wasn't a problem about when I transitioned from he to she? And it was very simple. And even in the most complicated of, of, of ways, it would, even the people who had the most hard time with it, like maybe like my certain parts of my family or whatever, once I actually transitioned, they just got it because there was no way they were going to call me he anymore. It just didn't work because that's what a transition is supposed to do. Not to mention being trans is supposed to entail an actual transition, right? And I've talked about how using these pronouns, they, them, these, or et cetera, is literally a self-fulfilling prophecy because you they go through this life with this chip on their shoulder expecting people to speak in a way that isn't natural, that they're not going to speak like. It's just not going to happen, right? And then they get to cry about it and say, everyone's misgendering me. Shut the fuck up. You sound dumb. You sound stupid. Now, a lot of conservatives um, finally have Jeffrey like on their radar and they're tweeting about Jeffrey and stuff like that. And a lot of conservatives are like just being really annoying about it and saying, well, how is he on our side? Because he looks like, ew. Like this is why conservatives can never, they, they don't win, right? Because they aren't often just as Puritan as the left. The left, if you say one thing wrong, you're axed out, you're excommunicated, your life is ruined, et cetera. You're kicked out of the club, right? The right in many ways mirrors that, you know, perfection test, which is like, oh, so the problem is that Jeffrey is gender nonconforming and that somehow makes his message contradictory. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And for all the conservatives that want to go around saying, just because you like the color pink doesn't mean you should transition. Cool. Well, guess what? This is what it looks like when a male likes the color pink, when a male dresses a certain way, wears his hair a certain way, and doesn't transition. You can't have it both ways. You can't be telling these kids that transition is not the way, and not which I agree, kids should not transition. But at the same time, also restricting what they can look like and say that that makes them bad too. Like You can't have it both ways. Transition is ravaging gender nonconforming kids and forcing gender nonconforming kids into medicalized hell. And at the same time, you have some segments of conservatives Still crapping on people because they look different. Yeah, who cares? It's real life. Leave your basement. Some people look a certain way and you should be applauding him for looking the way he does but not feeling the need to force pronouns on people. Jeffrey could very easily be one of those people who goes by they and them. And frankly, it would fit more than some of the freaks I see. I see whole women, you know, who look like women, who act like women, who do nothing to be physically perceived as anything but women talking about I'm he, him, they, them. That makes less sense than if Jeffrey were to say they and them. But he's not because that's annoying. So, you know, shout out to Jeffree Star. Shout out to um, him saying what I've been saying for years and also getting guns colored the same way. I've got mine's colored for years. Um, either way. My beef is dead with Jeffrey. I don't care. It was years ago. It was 2020. It was a disgusting year. Um, shout out to you. So <laughs> next we have what looks like the corporate press finally admitting that the COVID narrative is BS. Um, like I said at the top of the show, I would have loved 
if they would just start coming forward and saying they lied about so many things because that was what is happening, obviously. Immunity acquired from a COVID infection is as protective as vaccination against severe illness and death, study finds. Wow. So you mean to tell me that thing, those two words, natural immunity, that would get you banned off of every social media platform, all of 2020, all of 2021, and part of 2022? You mean to tell me those little words are now being validated by the corporate press? Now that someone pulled the lever and allowed them to release just a little bit of truth? I'm sorry, it's disgusting. I don't apply to any news outlet. Finally, after all these years talking about this, this is what people who had any common sense knew from the beginning. People like me were saying this from the very beginning. And by the grace of God, I was never banned for saying it, but plenty of people were banned off social media for saying this. People were ridiculed. Like, I think there is so much collective trauma that happened during COVID that people really forget how bad it was. You couldn't even talk about your body's natural immunity during COVID. Do we understand how crazy that is? And how now the overlords at freaking NBC are saying, okay, now you can talk about it and everyone's supposed to act like it's the first time they've heard of it. We didn't need a study for this. Every study of every other virus for the past few hundred years has validated the concept of natural immunity. Anyone who got it once and then experienced a natural immunity, experienced way less severe symptoms because of it, could have told you that. The amount of gaslighting, the amount of manipulation, the amount of lies that were allowed to just infect society during COVID like a virus is actually insane. You have this other article, <laughs> the New York Times, saying that mask mandates didn't work and how we can learn from that. Wow. At this point, are there any conspiracy theories that were born during COVID that didn't come out, turn out to be completely true. I actually struggled to think of even one. And I'm on the spot right here. I'm trying to think of even one conspiracy theory, quote unquote, that didn't just end up being true. I mean, I guess maybe some of the crazier ones, but these ones weren't crazy. These were things that were doctors were saying. These were things that level-headed people were saying. And they were being censored. The Twitter files, when Elon Musk, you know, took ownership of Twitter and he released the Twitter files, revealed how much collusion there was with the government and big pharma and social media to keep these truths from you. And that's just so disgusting. And the fact that there's no, it, there seems to just be, there's no collective conversation happening about how we stop this from happening again. How do we stop something like COVID, not the virus itself, but the like complete disarray that we allowed our government and our media to put our lives in through that. How do we stop that from happening again? As of now, there's just no conversation happening about that. And there hasn't been. You know, I have this very vivid memory of, it was like the top of the pandemic, like as in the start of it. And um, I think it was maybe like two to three weeks into lockdown. 
And I remember this was when I started really feeling like that depression. I started feeling that like anxiety, not of the virus itself, but of the sense that it was more than the virus, right? I was like, okay, there's something more sinister happening here than just the virus. It seems to be like some foul play, some control that's trying to be taken over my life. And so I drove to uh, the beach with Joey and JC. And I was like, surely, you know, we can't leave our apartment, but we can go to the beach. I literally felt like I had taken a 20-minute drive, not to Malibu, which was the actual beach I went to, but to Cuba. Because I pulled up to the beach of Malibu. There was nothing but cop cars lining the entire beach, keeping people from going into the sands. There were people parked like off in the cut, like in the, in like fields. And they were walking and like trying to just get a decent view of the ocean from hella far away. That was the insanity that was happening during COVID. That was, the government was saying, you can't even be outside. You can't even be on the beach. And the fact that people are comfortable with the government taking that much control over your real life is just so sickening. And there's been no, there's been no repercussions. And as far as we could tell, it'll just happen again. It's, it's insane. I could go on and on and on about COVID. I'm just so thankful that it's over. You know, some people still latch on to that and some people still hang on to that. And those people are super broken. I mean, I still see people walking around with masks outside. I still see people in the gym with masks. And it's like, I'm not even mad anymore. There was a time where I would see that and I was mad because it represented, you know, control. It represented like if I wasn't doing that, it was a problem. I was going to be yelled at. I was going to be assaulted. I was going to be kicked out of somewhere. And now I see that and I just feel bad for them. I feel genuinely sad. Moving on. Andrew Tate, here, here's the thing. I'm going to make some people mad with my take on Andrew Tate. And that's fine because that's what I've done for the seven years that I've been doing social media. I make people mad. And I get it. And you can be mad. And if I'm wrong in this video and time tells me that I'm wrong and it eventually comes out that Andrew Tate is guilty as a whore in church, then guess what? I'll be eating crow, not literally. Hold me to that and you will be disappointed because I will not eat crow. However, recent headline, Andrew Tate has detention extended for a third time. So there's multiple layers to this. First of all, he's in Romania, as people know, and he's being held in prison there because in Romania, they can hold people without any charges, which is absolutely insane. I mean, it is definitely a third world country. It's definitely a corrupt country. And the way they do ish over there is just definitely, I'm glad we don't do it here, right? Um, but they're allowed to have this investigation while holding him with no charges. And that's very important to remember while you're listening to me and you just want to get so mad at me is there are no charges. Imagine being in America held in prison with no charges. It doesn't happen. Even for the worst of the worst, you could be caught like on camera doing something illegal. And unless those charges are filed, you cannot be held in prison. And that's the way it should work, right? So I was really thinking he was going to get out, but I guess I'm wrong. Here's the thing. There is 
a lot of new evidence coming forth about Andrew Tate and just pointing to the idea that I, I would I would want you guys to sort of at least try to wrap your mind around, at least try to hear me out here that he might not be guilty and he might be being framed, right? And again, if something else comes out, something else comes out and only time will tell. I'm only here guessing as much as everyone else and looking at the evidence as much as everyone else. However, there were some leaked texts from alleged victims of Andrew Tate that came out that basically revealed that they were framing him, that they were actresses and they, they were planning on, you know, taking him down. And I'm going to read those. But first, here's a clip of one alleged victim who had her house raided by the Romanian authorities and was trying, they were trying to force her to make an accusation against Tate. And I mean, that's just crazy. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm going to share my thoughts about Tate Brothers with you. I know them well and for a long time, and they helped me and many Ukrainian refugees. They are really nice guys, and it's really sad to see them still in this prison after what happened. I'm going to share with you what happened with me. At 6 a.m., 10 people raided my house. They took all my devices and phone. I think that you can imagine how much I was scared. They are purposefully trying to pressure me to make them guilty. I can say that Decot is trying to manipulate the girls, saying only what is beneficial to them. After what happened, I came to conclusion that due to lack of evidence, they are trying to extract any information against them, using quite serious methods of manipulation. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. So the idea that an alleged victim's house would be raided, I mean, that's kind of insane. Like you're a victim of something and your house gets raided? How is that a thing? I thought the perpetrators of crimes had their houses raided, but again, it's Romania. And there is the part that you have to acknowledge here, which is that you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Andrew Tate has talked very openly about how he prefers to be in Romania because of the corruption and because of the types of things that he can get away with there that you can't get away with in the US. I assume meaning like tax stuff, et cetera. And so you want to live in a corrupt country and take advantages of the ways in which that might advantage you. This is the other side of that, right? So that part is actually, you know, in a lot of ways, Andrew Tate's fault. However, you have other victims who came forward and said, we are in fact not actually victims. And the judge basically said, actually you are, you've just been brainwashed. So believe all women thrown out the window, clearly, you know, unless they're not victims, you know, like what, how, how does that make sense? You know, in my opinion, from everything I've seen so far, and again, I'm just a citizen here in America looking at this stuff go down. I'm only privy to the evidence and information that everyone else is. The only things that we know for sure, there are no charges and that multiple victims have come forward and actually said, I am not a victim. Stop calling me a victim. And then you have these texts that were leaked um, <laughs> from these alleged victims. This is just absolutely insane. Uh, one of them says, we are so good though. We need an effing Oscar. Let's go. Let's go play it cool and change my name. So we'll not start with a blah, blah, um, so they will not really think we are against them, you know, play the victim. I mean, we are, but yeah, act like we still love them and stuff. How does that, they're clearly putting on an act. I'm just here observing this case, right? I'm observing 
victims come forward saying, I'm not a victim. The judge saying, yes, you are. I'm seeing other alleged victims, texts showing that they are literally admitting to acting and lying. You have another girl whose house was raided. And yeah, the fact that he's been held there for months and months and months with no charges shows that they don't have the evidence that they're claiming to have. Right. And there's this really stupid thing that happens in social media whenever whenever someone's like accused of a crime or accused of something, whatever. It's that if you like the person, they're innocent no matter what. If you don't like the person, they're guilty no matter what. And what I see is a lot of especially woke people that, you know, it's almost like the facts of the not even almost like it is the facts of the case don't matter at all. None of the things I've just mentioned matter at all. What matters is just that he's a misogynist. It's just that he's sexist. It's just that he says things that they don't like. And I'm sorry. If you believe that's evidence of human trafficking, if you believe that's evidence of a crime, you should be exempt from ever participating on jury duty because that's a joke, right? It's just like, I don't want to get caught up in the politics of this. I don't want get to get caught up on this side likes Tate and this side is more like based in right wing. So clearly he's, you know, innocent. I don't want to get caught up on the woke shit. This guy is a misogynist, so he's guilty. And none of that is, is the case. What I'm looking at is just this evidence. And it looks to me so far as of February 22nd, that in my opinion, he's being framed, at least partially, right? Because if there's evidence I'm not privy to, there's evidence I'm not privy to. But from what I've seen here, people are lying on him and his brother, because his brother is also in prison, keep in mind. So we'll see how that develops. I'm completely willing to change my position if new facts and new evidence comes to light. But so far, I'm seeing a whole lot more evidence leading to believe he's being framed than the other way around. And that's demented. So, all right. Here's my favorite segment and you guys' favorite segment. Reacting to woke TikToks. So this is a really funny one. It's titled, This is what leftism does to you. I used to look like you, but just like a mess. No, that's not me. No, that's not me. What happened? Wow. So for audio listeners... This was a gorgeous young girl, like literally could have been like a Vogue model. And she, she turned into a monster. I mean, she turned into a very ugly human being and like shaved her head and disgusting makeup and like just ruined her appearance. I mean, holy crap. But that's right. I mean, wokeness, leftism really does make you ugly from the inside and out. It's, it's from within you when you adhere to this ideology and part of the ideology also is being ugly do you ever see any hot woke people i don't i i genuinely haven't seen any sam smith is a really good example of this so sam smith used to be normal attractive like doing his thing and now he's doing like fake piss orgies and music videos fat gross and coming from you know, living in LA and being around these types of people for as many years as I was, I can absolutely say that part of their ideology is calling fatness and ugliness beautiful when they know it's not and the person knows it's not and you know it's not and everyone knows it's not. It's like it, part of their aesthetic is just being as unattractive and physically repulsive as possible. Uh, the good thing is hopefully this young girl is not on any um, cross-sex hormones 
and she can just grow her hair back out and just return to normalcy and like if someone loves her they can break her phone and keep her off the internet you know it's like that's really sad hey white ladies denying racism in your own self is violent you hurt the entire cause by denying that you ever, ever, ever had a racist thought. I don't think that way. I wasn't raised that way. That's not how I feel. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You don't have to wear a hood and you don't have to tote around a fucking Confederate flag to know that there is shit inside of your brain that you need to fix or else you're still just perpetuating the problems of society. I get called a white savior because I can admit the shit that I do. Meanwhile, there's women running around thinking that they've never, ever, ever done anything in their life that could possibly even teeter on the edge of racism. Good luck with that delusion. I'd, I hope someday you realize that that's not the case and you can put aside your white fragility and your angelic behavior and realize that you still have work to do. And until the day you die, you're going to have work to do. And unpacking your own bullshit, not just stitching other people, not just duetting with other creators and calling them out. It's, it's, it's in here too. It's in here too, girls. So put away your halo. Start, start playing catch with your demons. It's the only way we're going to dispel them. Okay? First of all, your voice is repulsive, sis. It's grating. It's disgusting. And I don't know how anyone would ever be attracted to anything you're saying while it's coming from that disgusting tone of voice. Second of all, like, I can't think of a more unattractive ideology. You'll have work to do for the rest of your life. So no one will ever be cured of racism. Why, why even try then? If, you're, if, if white people are just going to be working on racism for the rest of their lives, what exactly is the point of putting any work in? These people are literally the worst of the worst. These people project their own feelings onto others. I'm sorry that you're so racist, Sarah, Michelle, but not everyone is. And you don't get to put that on other people. Keep it to yourself. Say what you are. Say I'm racist. Don't say Blair White is racist. Don't say this person. Don't speak for yourself. And the idea that every single person of a particular race is racist, that's an incredibly racist statement. So every person of this particular skin color you believe has a particular mindset sounds pretty racist. Sounds exactly like the people who think that every trans person is liberal, every gay person is liberal, every black person has this trait, every Asian person has that trait. There's this thing called individualism. There's this thing called having your own brain. And not everyone was raised the same way as you, Mackenzie. Maybe your parents raised you to be racist and you're spending your life rebelling against them and that's a worthy cause to rebel against, but you need to cool it because not everyone was raised that way. I'm white and I was absolutely not raised to be racist. I never had any, even an ounce of racism injected in me. I grew up in California. I grew up in California in the 90s and early 2000s when race relations were really at their peak. And, and this concept of hating people for their race was not something I ever even really learned about until later on. So 
get it. And you know what's crazy? I've lived in an area and in a public school where you would think it would be actually racist. I grew up in like the only red part of California, not the only, but one of the only red. And it was the deepest red, right? I was surrounded by rednecks. There was like two black kids in my school. One of them was adopted. Um, and the other one I wasn't, but you would think in a school full of white rednecks in a deep red area where there's only two black kids, you would think those kids like went through it and that's just not the case. So I don't know what you grew up like. I don't know what your family raised you to be like, but not everyone's racist. And it's really racist to say that. Seek help. Oh boy. White cis women, we need to talk. Take a deep breath. And let's talk. Some of you just now reacted to me saying cis. That defensiveness comes from white supremacy culture. It's okay to be all up in your feelings like that, but it's not okay to use your feelings as an excuse to harm others. We need to pause, allow ourselves to feel our feelings and process through why those were the feelings that we had. Then you can address the underlying thought that caused that feeling. Only when we have thoroughly processed our feelings and the underlying thoughts will we be in a position to respond appropriately. I like how these people are the same people who say that misgendering is violence, right? You know, they walk around expecting people to call them they, them, and Zizar, and et cetera, but they can't fathom. They cannot comprehend the concept of someone not liking the word cis. So don't mislabel them. That's violence. You'll lose your job. You'll get banned. You'll get canceled. But how dare you reject any label they give you? Right? You have, you have to relate to and take on the word cis. <laughs> or what? You'll get scolded by <laughs> Suzanne here. I don't know. There are worse things to be feared than scolded by Suzanne here. And that's also like, I feel like we're turning a corner on wokeness in the sense of like, I do feel as though people are getting sick of it. I do feel as though in 2023, more people are kind of seeing how just absolutely insane it is. And I hope it inspires people that, you know, really take a look at your, you know, enemies here in terms of like these woke people who are running the institutions and, you know, threatening to fire you to say, do they look like formidable foes? They don't look like that to me. They look like clowns. Don't let clowns scare you or run you away from speaking the truth, speaking your opinion. Because Kristen here doesn't have shit. Kristen here has spent her entire life rebelling against her father for whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe he was genuinely a bad guy. But she's taken that energy and is now trying to micromanage and control other people. She's also childless. I'd bet you any amount of money she has no child. Because this is a very typical, like, biological female, like, mid-40s thing when they realize that they don't have kids, they've never had kids. They tend to mother other people. That's why they get hired in positions at HR. That's why they, you know, they're, they're like the worst in work environments because they're trying to mother everyone else or taking that instinct out on other people. That's what this woman is doing. 
I don't like using the word cis. I really don't. I, I feel like it's not, above all else, it's just not necessary. Like, I'm cool with saying biological woman, biological man, whatever. Like, and again, it's just that concept of like, how dare you get offended that someone's, you know, putting labels on you, but you force labels on other people. It makes no sense. Mackenzie. My God. All right, we have to talk about this right-wing idea of parents' rights. It's literally just fascism. As far as I can tell, parents' rights means allowing parents to control their kids, even in ways that are harmful to their kids. Obviously, as an educator, I believe strongly in the importance of parents and families and other primary caregivers instilling morals and discipline and principles in their kids. I see educators' role as partnering with parents and other caregivers to form a collaborative support network for every child. However, some parents and caregivers unfortunately do not support their kids the way they should. That's part of why the public school system works with social services to make sure kids are taken care of. It's why schools work to connect parents with resources to help them learn how to support their children if and when they need the help. The fact of the matter is, parents and caregivers who reject their children's gender identities are not taking care of their children. Kids whose families refuse to affirm their child's true gender identity are at greatly increased risk of suicide attempts, self-harm, substance abuse, homelessness, low academic performance, and other serious mental health issues. Conservatives who claim that their real concern is parents' rights are just trying to use a family-friendly excuse for wanting trans people to not exist. You sound stupid, baby girl. First of all, the rainbow glasses kill me. These people are literally just carbon copies of each other. How many people have you reacted to on this channel so far this year that have rainbow glasses? Get an identity outside of LGBT. You know, there's more to life than that. You know, there's more to life than wearing the fact that you're a lesbian or you're gay or you're trans on your sleeve like that. Rainbow glasses and they're ugly glasses. They're misshapen. Kind of like your head. You look like an ant. Oh, Blair's being too mean. This girl's trying to transition kids and you're focusing on Blair being too mean. Maybe I am being too mean. Maybe I'm a bitch. But can we just focus on that after we focus on the ones that are trying to transition kids behind their parents' back? The idea that parental rights is a right-wing value is disgusting. Fascism, she says. <laughs> it's It's almost like... First of all, how do these people keep getting hired? I read a statistic that like it's something like 99% of public school teachers identify as liberal. 99. 99. This is why I always say, I'm not a parent, so far be it from me to tell you how to parent, whatever. But if I had kids, if and when I have kids, they will not be in a public school system. I would be damned if I ever had a child in the public school system. I think the statistic is even in like a private school, it's like 60% are liberal. 
of teachers. So at least there's some balance here. And you know what? In a world where liberal meant what it used to meant, it wouldn't even be that bad if 99% of teachers were liberal. But the liberal ones now are the ones that are like, no, we're going to transition your kids behind your back. We're going to give them new names and we're going to get them on hormones and you can't do shit about it because you're a fascist. Disgusting. This woman is an actual monster. And again, her entire identity is rebelling against her father. I don't care who's mad about it. You want to tell me this person sitting up here in this slouchy beanie with the rainbow glasses calling parents fascists has a good relationship with her parents? This woman is so demented that she thinks parents taking, having a vetted, vested interest in the development of their children is a fascist idea, is a conservative idea, is a right-wing idea. That's just a good parent idea, baby girl. I'm sorry you didn't have them, but you are not these kids' parents. You're not. You do not have more control over what they believe, what they end up being, and who they are than their parents. But this is, this is the communist playbook, though. Like, once you understand that their entire ideology is based around, around children belonging to the community, not to their parents, it makes sense. They don't believe anyone belongs to themselves or to their family. They believe they belong to the community. They believe in a collective I don't believe in a fucking collective. And if I have a kid someday, that kid is going to be, first of all, a badass. A hyper individual. And is not going to be misled by some aunt looking hoe wearing rainbow glasses. Blair's being too mean. She's abusing kids. And I'm too mean. Let's not. Let's not. I saw, I see a lot of people, you know, going after... Matt Walsh saying that he's being too mean and, you know, he's too cruel and all this stuff. And Matt Walsh is an asshole. Like, I genuinely think Matt Walsh is an asshole. But forgive me if I'm going to focus on the ones transitioning kids before I focus on how mean or not mean Matt Walsh is. Matt Walsh is a dick. I believe that. But the idea that that's supposed to take priority over the ones who are trying to sterilize children. I'm just not going to do that. Sorry. You are not going to catch me tweeting about Matt Walsh being rude before you catch me tweeting about this aunt looking hoe in rainbow glasses trying to put kids on puberty blockers. It's called priorities. I can't. People like this are just disgusting. Oh, here, here's another one. Oh, my God. Men fear me. Not all men, of course, but I'll go into a restaurant and women will be like, I love your shoes, you know, very much good vibes. And men will be like, what? Did, did someone walk in? I'm not looking. I'm, I'm not gay, you know, and they'll just have this implosion. And this, I think, is why the world, which is still sadly largely run by men, wants to destroy trans people. It's because of our power. My God. Uh, Jeffrey Marsh kills me. At this point, there's going to be a Jeffrey Marsh TikTok in every single TikTok reaction segment of this video. First of all, there was a time where it was very well understood, even within the trans community, back when the trans community made up was made up of actual trans people, that this was a cross-dresser. That this was a man with a fetish. That this was someone who 
wish with everything in them that they were trans, but they know that they're not. Everyone else knows they're not. They're not. So Jeffrey Marsh with the lipstick and the pink dress and the hairy chest and just looking disgusting. Blair's being too mean. He's abusing kids. Do we need to roll back the clips of him saying, I'm here to talk to the kids and come talk to me in private? He's abusing kids. But Blair's too mean. Please, Jeffrey Marsh. This is my message to Jeffrey Marsh. I'm going to do it even in his ASMR voice. I'm going to really enunciate so he hears every vowel. Shut the fuck you are not trans. Never in your dizziest daydreams will you be trans. You're a man. Likely an abusive man. The women in that restaurant who you walk in and they say, oh my God, I love your shoes. They're laughing at you. They're going home with their husbands and they're laughing at the ugly man who walked in with the pink sparkle heels. They think you're a joke. They do not see you as trans. They do not validate you as trans. You're a man wearing heels. If you were actually trans, you would have walked in there and no one would have known. I walk into Denny's. I walk into whatever restaurant. I go to the gym. No one starts giggling about my shoes because I transitioned and they just think I'm a girl. You're not trans. You're not a woman. You're not a trans woman. But you have all the confidence in the world to speak up on people like my behalf. And it's disgusting. It's not needed. If you, if you need, Maybe the problem is no one's ever just told you to shut the fuck up from within the trans community. So that's what I'm telling you right now. Please shut the fuck up. You're not trans. Even if you're non-binary, non-binary is not trans, baby girl, baby boy, Jeffrey, hang it up. Hang it up like those tacky Ross clothes that you got on clearance that are hanging in your closet. Hang it up because it's not cute. I'm in a mood today. I can't. All right. Oh my God. It just doesn't stop. Rejecting the use of Latin X is transphobic, apparently. News to me. This is a disgusting article out of where, of course, the San Francisco Chronicle. Where else would this come out of, by the way? I mean, first of all, have you ever met a Latino, a Mexican, a Spanish person, anyone? Who goes by the phrase Latinx who supports that? Because as far as I can see, again, the same people who think misgendering, applying inappropriate labels, calling people things they don't want to be called as an act of violence, but they have no problem telling Latino people they have to be referred to as Latinx. Right? And I'll let my Latino outside out to fucking defend this. Also, it's, it's very... <laughs> disgusting how they have no problem erasing Spanish culture either because like if you know anything about the Spanish language for which I don't even speak Spanish and I know this everything is gendered right like even this table like they they refer to it as having a gender like that's the structure of the language everything's male or female so the idea that Latin X is the appropriate term that they should be using fuck you 
colonizer. They want to call everyone colonizers. Colonizer. Look at look at you busting your way into Latinos people Latinos people's lives, trying to say what words they should and shouldn't describe themselves as. Disgusting. And of course, it will come out of the San Francisco Chronicle. Can I tell you? I sincerely hope that San Francisco is you know healed by now. I went to San Francisco in February of uh, 2020, so right before the Panini, right, right before every major city went to hell and back. And then some. And I had not been to San Francisco for uh, years. Like, I, I think it had been like a few years. Aside from maybe driving through, like maybe once going somewhere else. Um, and I had gone to San Francisco for like every summer in my childhood. It was something my parents liked doing. They, like, I grew up in Northern California. So San Francisco was like the LA of Northern California, right? It was the closest like big city. Minus Sacramento, but Sacramento is kind of gross. No shade. So shout out to the Bay Area. I'm I like I it's I'm conflicted about the Bay Area because I grew up there, but it's like it just went to hell during the pandemic. But anyways, February of 2020, I went there and I did not know how bad it was. I legitimately walked by nothing but I was in a nice area too, by the way. I was staying in a very expensive hotel in one street over, literal human fecal matter lining the sidewalks, needles homeless people and the homeless people in San Francisco are different than the homeless people in LA, New York, you know, even like there's a few in Austin. It's really not that bad in Austin, but there are some in Austin. The ones in San Francisco touch you. Like the ones in San Fran will literally reach out and puts put their hands on you. They're much more aggressive. And it's not even like to assault you. It's just like they're willing to touch you. And keep in mind this is before the pandemic. So God only knows what it became. I hope it's like on the up and up now, but like, wow. But again, of course, this type of stupid article would come out of San Francisco. The doctors failed me, writes someone in the Daily Mail. Detransitioned woman who had her breasts and uterus removed when she thought she was a man during a mental health crisis sues eight healthcare workers who helped her change. A, detransi- a detransitioned woman who underwent surgery to remove her breasts and uterus is suing. Michelle Zakinga, 34, has filed a lawsuit against the eight doctors and mental health professionals who prescribed her testosterone treatments and gave her a bilateral mastectomy and a hysterectomy during what she says was a mental health crisis. Over a 10-year period, she went from seeing a therapist to being referred to hormone therapy by doctors who she had limited interaction with, including one she says she spoke to for less than an hour, to undergoing irreversible surgery and deciding mental health diagnosis is better explained her condition than anything else in 2020. So this is what I mean. So leftists will argue that there's all these safeguards and that Detransitioners are just lying because there's so many things in place to keep people from regretting. No. No. And by the way, did I or did I not say in the last podcast that 2023 was going to be the year of lawsuits in terms of detransitioners? And you're seeing that start to play out because it is egregious the amount of people that I see on my timeline every single day that are clearly going through something other than being trans that are being placed through that pipeline because of money, because it lines the doctor's pockets. And again, firsthand knowledge here that there really are no safeguards in terms of transitioning. And this was for me, I transitioned seven years ago. Was it seven or eight years ago? No, bitch. It was like eight years ago. 
maybe even nine. I'm so old. Oh my God. I can't wait to turn 30, by the way. Like everyone I know in their 30s um, and their 40s says that life gets way better in their 30s. And I'm here for it. I'm I'm at that weird, awkward, like 29. And I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to just get rid of the two. I'm ready to just be like, I'm 30 and dirty, bitch. Hello. Anyways, firsthand experience here. I walked into a doctor's office, said I was trans, and 20 minutes later got a prescription for estrogen. Like, take off waiting room time and everything, probably. I mean, it was extremely fast. I didn't have blood work drawn. I didn't have, you know, there was nothing. And this was, again, you know, eight years ago when there were way more safeguards, right? And this was in California. So it's a complete myth that there's all these safeguards in place to protect people. And you see that with all these people slipping through the cracks, right? We react to them every day on this channel, on my podcast channel. So as much as I can say that like wokeness in general, there seems to be, you know, a tide turning right now. I don't really see the same tide turning with the trans stuff and getting back to a place of like actual care for actual trans people rather than just this money-making machine that we're, you know, transitioning anyone and everyone. But we'll see. I know the lawsuits are coming on that's step one. That's step one is the lawsuits. Once these doctors actually start feeling the pain of this, that's when we're going to start to see change. So it's all about the money, honey. Oh, my God. Truly normal, rational behavior by another JK Rowling hater. Author who signed New York Times trans letter tweets death threat to JK Rowling, threatening to slit her throat. Disgusting. And you can see the insanity in her eyes. You can see the ugliness from within her. It, it's it's like a demon. This, this person is a demon. I will say this though. I don't love for JK Rowling that she gets these death threats, but I, in a, in a, a way I do love that these people are so willing to reveal who they really are, to show who they really are, to show that ugliness, that demon within them, because this is how they lose. Unfortunately, they do have to show their hand to lose. People have to see how absolutely insane they are, how it's not actually about protecting trans people at all. It's this weird narcissism. It's this weird violence against women. It's this disgusting movement they've created that has actually nothing to do with trans people. So shout out to JK Rowling. There was recently um, a podcast that she did with Megan Phelps that I highly suggest you guys go listen to. Um, It's called The Witch Trials or The Witch Hunt of JK Rowling. And if you don't know who Megan Phelps is, you should know. Megan Phelps left the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, I grew up watching Megan Phelps on TV on like the Tyra show, Um, you know, talking about God hates fags. And she left the cult. She left it. And now she does great work talking about how to de-radicalize people, how to leave cults. Um, I I think she's amazing. In fact, um, I would love to have her on the podcast. I don't do guests anymore, but I would love to have her on the podcast. Megan come on. Um, but anyway, she did a podcast with JK that I highly suggest you guys go watch. So do that. The dangerous rise of men who won't date woke women. (laughs) This article. (coughs) Why would they? Can you give me one good reason why anyone want to date anyone of any gender? First of all, that's woke. I feel like dating a woke woman is asking to have a false rape accusation launched against you. That's the type of people they are. And I'm, I'm going to let y'all in on a little something. 
And I love talking about this kind of a thing because I feel like I'm going over some people's heads here and people just aren't ready for this conversation on either side. So what I'm going to say here is actually going to upset right wingers and left wingers and I'm here for it. I love when I can do that. But I have some really unique insight into, I feel, the dating world, male-female relations, being a trans woman, but not just a trans woman, but a trans woman who actually passes and actually lives my life in my real life, being perceived as a woman and being someone who gets a lot of people sliding in my DMs. So first of all, I have some unique insight into how some men feel about women these days, like woke women, et cetera. A lot of men who slide in my DMs, we're talking a lot of them, include in their message that they are attracted to me because of how unattractive they are to the modern like woke woman that they are encountering on dating apps. How there's this, you know, rejection of like women being feminine lately. This is this is their words. I'm getting this by the just like hundreds, if not thousands, in my DMs and emails. Okay. So I'm just repeating what they're saying. It's not to say that I am more womanly than women. I am absolutely not. I'm a whole biological male. Any woman is more womanly than me. But there are a lot of women who have this like rejection of like traditional feminist, uh, you know, femininity now. That I think a lot of men are turned off by. And that comes from woke ideology. And so a lot of them are so turned off by it, they're literally willing to try a trans woman and seek out a trans woman because a trans woman who actually passes can at least emulate this femininity that women are rejecting themselves now. This is what I've heard by the hundreds of thousands. Not hundreds of thousands, hundreds if not thousands. So again, that could all be BS, but I don't like to call things BS when they appear in that magnitude in my DMs. I just like, oh, it must be true. If I had 100 people DMing me right now talking about, you know, there's an alien invasion in Toronto and these people are all from Toronto, I might take that seriously. I'd be like, oh, there must be like literally like UFO activity in, in Toronto. How could all these people be lying? You know, there's, there's this glorification, you know, I did a video reacting to woke dating apps where it's like all the women were glorifying being fat and glorifying like hating men. And it's like, yeah, wokeness makes women hate men. It makes them reject being naturally feminine. It makes them reject natural gender roles that men want and, and that women truly do want, but a lot of women convince themselves they don't want. And this is where the manosphere comes into play and why I love watching like all these manosphere videos and creators because even though a lot of them are idiots <laughs> and a lot of them are single despite preaching how to be in a good relationship and how to attract men and women, a lot of the, them do have some nuggets of truth in the sense of like the rejection of traditional gender roles has really like ravaged women's happiness. Fashion designer alleges Sam Brinton stole her luggage in 2018 and has pics of him in the gowns to back it up. This is, how is this real life? So if you don't remember, Sam Brinton was in the Biden administration. Oh my God, this, this story is just insane. So he was in the Biden administration and all these disgusting pictures of him trying to be, you know, leaked out, like him doing like weird puppy play fetish stuff. But the weirdest thing was that he was got he got caught on camera in airports stealing women's luggage like multiple times and even went back after he was caught. Right. He was fired. Rightfully so. That was actually kind of shocking. I didn't think Biden was even going to fire him. But this woman came forth with a tweet saying, hi, my name is Ashai Kimson. 
uh, a fashion designer based in Houston, Texas. I lost my bag in 2018 in DCA. Recently, I heard the news on Fox News about Sam Brinton's luggage scandal. Surprisingly, I found his image <laughs> wearing my custom-made outfit, which was the lost bag in 2018. So she's wearing the dress in the picture. And he's wearing it. You got to be so demented. First of all, to do illegal stuff in an airport is on such a higher level of doing illegal stuff just in a regular place. Like stealing something in, from an airport is so much more crazy than stealing something from any store because the consequences are so much more severe. But also, you can't roll up to Walmart and buy some clothes? You were working for Biden. I know you weren't poor. You you got to steal the luggage? Absolutely insane. I mean, I actually have like a small level of empathy for Sam Brinton because I think that level of crazy is just like you're really suffering internally. But also like this is like the what the fuck story of the day. So listen, that is all I have for you today. I love you. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel as well as my main channel. I just did a video on how TikTok is convincing teenagers they are trans and mentally ill. I think it was really, really great. Um, small docu-short um, that I highly suggest you go watch. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and please rate this show on Spotify. It helps me out so much, and we are really climbing in the ratings. So if you're an audio listener, please just go rate that. And if you only watch on YouTube, go listen to an episode you know, on Spotify, or at least half of an episode, and then go, go rate me five stars. It costs you nothing, and it helps me out so much. So I love you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode of The Blair White Project.